Today, we're going to talk about the best tweet ever, a talking ice cube and his wife, memes for baby boomers, and a TikTok user who has learned how to fly. That's in a minute in a special weird internet edition of Follow Friday. But first, do you have a minute? Because that is all it takes to review Follow Friday, which will encourage other people to listen to this podcast. Reviews are a great way for you to share what you love most about the show, so please go to lovethepodcast.com slash followfriday, pick one of the options there, and leave us a five-star review. I really appreciate it, so please take that minute, go to lovethepodcast.com slash followfriday, and tell the world why you're listening. Thank you. Today is a good day to meet some new friends. Hey. Everyone make a way. The show is a buffet. The folks you should know. Hey. So let's have a swirl. Well, that's enough for a place. So now right away. There's no further delay. It's Follow Friday. It's Follow Friday. I'm Eric Johnson. Welcome to Follow Friday, a podcast about who you should follow online. Every week, I talk to creative people about who they follow and why. This is a guided tour to the best people on the internet, led by your favorite writers, podcasters, comedians, and more. You can support the show and get bonus episodes for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash follow Friday. I am still here underneath the hotel comforter as I was last week because I am a professional podcaster. And hey, here's something fun. The day this episode comes out is my birthday. But in a twist on the usual format, I got you a present. It's a compilation of some of the weirdest accounts that have ever been recommended on this podcast. These are performance artists and shit posters and just bizarre internet mysteries. We're going to start with one of the latter. It's an account recommended by Ed Zitron from EZPR. Enjoy. It's Final Friday. Ed, I asked you for someone who has stopped posting but needs to come back. You said Green Giant underscore ES. That's the Twitter name, Green Giant underscore ES. And at least according to the picture in the bio, this is a Spanish language account associated with the frozen vegetable company Green Giant. Yes. They've tweeted three times. All three tweets are in Spanish, so I'll translate the first two into English. <laughs> the first, <laughs> you know what's coming. Hang on, hang on. The first one, uh, August 2014, is, hello, Twitter. Greetings from the Green Giant family. Fine. Second tweet, a few days later, is, got some great food advice? Share it with us, and it could be featured on our website. Then they go dark for seven months, and they come back in March of 2015 for their third and apparently final tweet. Uh, would you like to read it, or would you like me to? Incesto. Incesto. <laughs> and that is incest, with an O at the end. Yes. Three commas. Yes. Incesto. In all caps. In all caps. Comma, space, comma. <laughs> it is possibly the best tweet ever made. And I have put real time into trying. I have reached out to people from the company. No one will get back to me. I've been trying to find out what happened here yeah. for years. That was my first question is what the hell happened? I've not put a lot of time into it, but it's just... 
Talking of really specific internet things that are wonderful. Yeah. I love this account because, well, specifically like this situation, because like you said, it was two inoffensive tweets about like, hey, share your, f- hello, Twitter. And then just <laughs> incesto, incesto. No context, no explanation. And it was never deleted. It's still up. The tweet is still never up. Never deleted. Um, yeah. Seven years ago. Never posts again. Honestly, <laughs> one of the most powerful statements ever made on the internet. Just incesto, incesto. And then someone several years ago made uh, Green Giant Elon and just oh, put no. investo, investo. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's, no, and that's, that's the only tweet from that as well. Okay, but it's good. just such a wonderful thing because... In today's world, this would have been completely deleted and explained and analyzed to death. There is a chance that this is, and I've gone back and forth about what I think it is. I think, and I've thought about this an alarming amount. I can tell. (laughs) For a while, because this was in 2015, I was like, okay, this might be a very weird bit because there were a few really specific bits back then. Mm -hmm. But in this case, like if this happened today, they delete the whole thing. PR statement would go out in Spanish saying, hey, the incesto tweet was not, I don't remember who makes Green Giant, but it does not indicate the brand values of Green Giant. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's General Mills. And now it's just this thing where I wonder if there's like a Spanish guy or someone who was like running this account, did two tweets, got fired Realized they still had to log in and was like, yeah, oh, f*** these people. (laughs) (laughs) Incesto. Incesto. It it really is. It's it's kind of miraculous because seriously, the account is completely dark for seven months. And it's like there's nothing wrong with the first two tweets. So you don't think there would be like cause for someone, the social media manager to have been fired. But still, that theory seems more plausible than anything else I can think of. <laughs> but also, if he was fired, it was from... So, if he was General Mills, Spain... Right. He was running this and several others, and this never happened. There is also an outside theory I have that Incesto was the last thing he did, but he set it up as a scheduled tweet. <laughs> because the other tweets on there are at, like, 7.18 or 3.12, whatever. Uh-huh. This one is 12 noon on the dot, PST. <laughs> Your internet detective work here. 8 or 9 p.m. I forget the time zone. I, I, I think then it would be 9 p.m. But he might have set it while out the door. Oh, I see. So, so like, it was so like he his just last day or something. So he just like, seven months, like, yes, let's put up incesto. <laughs> That'll show him. <laughs> I'll just get these bastards. <laughs> fire me from my job as the green giant account for Spain. But that's the thing. It's not even like it got any steam behind it. Right. He did two, they, they did two tweets mm-hmm. in 2014, three days apart, and then disappeared forever until the momentous day of March 9th, 2015. Incesto, incesto. Just such a perfect tweet and also just a wonderful mystery. March 9th, 2015, a day that will live in incestomy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the I, incestos of March. <laughs> Folks who use Twitter know you can click on the quote tweets, quote tweet link underneath the tweet, see what people are saying about something. You know, they're sharing it with their own feeds, they're writing their own commentary. 
and I highly recommend it for the, for the for this tweet. There are some very crazy things. I never <laughs> looked at this before. Yeah, uh, John Taylor here says, how are future civilizations going to understand the artifacts we created? <laughs> and it's just referring to the Ancestor tweet. A lot of people say stuff like, this is my favorite tweet ever, or I've been thinking about this a lot, I think about this all the time. And and the, the best one, though, is from at Gaping Maws, who says... Ladies up in here tonight, no fighting, no fighting, incesto, incesto. <laughs> so my favorite one is, sometimes you just, it's from frunding underscore loom, and is, first tweet is, sometimes you just got a screen cap a tweet that you know is blatant argument, bay, but you kind of want to be about it anyway. And then next one, related, incesto, incesto. <laughs> you know that that was something really specific that they were trying to make a point about, But in the amber of the internet, it is just contextually, like, with with no context behind it, it's just some guy being like, listen up, (laughs) this is what my shit's about today, incesto. (laughs) I I just like, I do like the idea that aliens will come down Mm -hmm. one day and they'll be like, what do you think of the, oh... We're not going to give them the cure to all diseases. I don't think they need. It's just by some cruel twist of fate. Like they, they, we they don't want them to live. They would have fixed everything, but for some reason, the first thing they ever saw upon arriving on Earth was the Ancestor tweet from, from seven years ago. And it's like, never mind, we're going back. <laughs> but also, what is more likely to happen, yeah. which is to say not very likely, mm-hmm. is that it gets brought up in some sort of congressional hearing. <laughs> like, Ted, like Ted Cruz on a, so the tweet says incesto in and three commas incesto <laughs> comma space com just someone trying to like I love the idea of someone pouring over this not like we're doing the way we're doing it is cool right. but, but someone trying to be ac- academic and profound about this tweet yeah I would love to know what's going on I would pay good money for someone to find an explanation, I'll subscribe to any newspaper that f- digs into this. It's probably a very boring explanation, like I said, like the guy... Was, was being fired. The and- guy was being fired, or it's a not particularly funny bit mm-hmm. that is now funny based on the context around it. But also, I think the thing I like about it the most, to close mm-hmm. it off, yeah. is that there was never a tweet afterwards. Right. Yeah, you, you actually don't want them to come back. This is the perfect finished there's there there is no closure and that's what makes it amazing and that's it that's that's it it's they have made the most perfect tweet possible <laughs> lined up perfectly likely by accident and then left that was the twitter account green giant underscore es and i'm sorry to say or maybe happy to say that in the time since we recorded that conversation the account remains dormant Next up, we have a recommendation from Allegra Frank, who writes for Slate and previously worked for Vox and Polygon. And this is a video game adjacent fellow, but I can assure you, even if you've played the game in question, this is still super duper weird, so you're not really missing anything. Enjoy. It's Final Friday! Allegra, this was a weird one. I asked you for someone who has stopped posting but needs to come back, and you said George Ice Cube, who is on Twitter at G-E-O-R-G-E Ice Cube 1. So before we get into this Twitter, uh, we should acknowledge that George Ice Cube is a actual video game character in the Banjo-Kazooie video games. <laughs> um 
what should we talk about the actual George Ice Cube or should we just go straight into the Twitter? What do you think? <laughs> Maybe we should talk about the actual George Ice Cube, I guess. George Ice Cube is like a small, non-playable character from the sequel to Banjo-Kazooie, which actually is the first video game I ever played on a console. So I have a fondness for Banjo-Kazooie, although I never played its sequel, which is the one that George Ice Cube is in, (laughs) which is called Banjo-Tooie. And he's just like a sentient giant ice cube. Like I'm looking at the Banjo-Kazooie fandom wiki and it says he is a giant but friendly chinker which sounds really offensive but that's i guess what the ice cube creatures are called sure he's a giant but friendly ice cube let's say that who is prone to terrible and usually near-death accidents he is usually seen in conjunction with his beloved wife mildred ice cube which i love i love this bio mildred ice cube (laughs) george and mildred so yeah so okay with that in mind with this important lore uh established what what is this Twitter account, George Ice Cube on Twitter? Uh, could you explain this to the best of your ability? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So George Ice Cube on Twitter only has forty five followers. I should say, by the way, you're one of them. Yes, I'm one of them, uh, and they followed me back, which I was so flattered. Um, the last time they tweeted was September 2019. The account started in. You know, the summer of 2018, they posted a little bit that summer, then went away for a year, came back the following summer, and that's it. So they literally have not been posting since, you know, summer 2019 at this point. And the way I found this account, I continue to ask myself, because on my old computer, I literally had it bookmarked on my like bookmark bar so I could just look at it. And then I don't know what happened, but like months later I noticed this and I was like, I don't remember why I did this, but I retweeted them once. Maybe I, maybe it just came up cause someone I followed retweeted them or something, but they tweeted on June 11th, 2018. Happy Monday, you cubicles. And I thought that was really funny, so I retweeted it. And from there, I went and I discovered this is someone who is, like, role-playing on Twitter as George Ice Cube from Banjo-Tooie. And so they just mostly posted about, like, can Banjo-Tooie be in Super Smash Brothers? Will they remake Banjo-Tooie? I want a new Banjo game. But then at the same time, they'll do like hashtag where's Mildred because they're looking for their wife, Mildred. Feel free to slide in my DMs, hashtag can't find wife, hashtag want new cube. (laughs) So I just was like someone, I barely knew who this character was, but because of this one random retweet, I just was like, what is happening? They are tweeting so much. They're going between like being very committed to this role play of like, I'm from Banjo and I want a new banjo game to being like need help for shopping posts a poll and it's vote for shorts or jorts so it's like this really bizarre role play of this ice cube and I thought that was the funniest freaking thing I love non clearly I love like posty Twitter and social media accounts and I was enthralled by this and because they 
don't tweet very much. I mean, okay, they tweeted a lot and then they just stopped for a long time. I've read their entire Twitter feed many times because <laughs> you can just do it so quickly. All of their tweets are so short. Half of them are pictures. They have a few retweets in there about where's Mildred? Have you seen Mildred? I need friends. And it just always makes me laugh. George hasn't tweeted since September 2019. And I wonder, have they found Mildred? Are they okay with the fact that they'll never be in Super Smash Brothers and that there won't be another Banjo-Kazooie game anytime soon? I just constantly wonder about George the character and the person behind the account and why they stopped and why they even started. <laughs> This this is just so delightful. And it also clears up uh, something I was wondering about, which is that uh, when I saw that you follow them and that it's a small account, I had half a mind to wonder, is this Allegra or is this is this someone <laughs> is this someone at Polygon role playing as George? But it sounds like to the best of your knowledge, uh, that this is this is some just very enthusiastic Ice Cube role player, not not anyone that you know. It's not me. God, Eric, imagine if I was like pitching my secret Finsta Twitter <laughs> out here and it's just me role playing as George Ice Cube. I would that would be amazing. I have no idea who George Ice Cube is. I mean, I tell you, I barely remember how I found this account. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, one day noticed I had bookmarked it to my bookmarks and was like, why? And then just got obsessed with looking at it. So I have no clue who this is. No one I know, no one I know, one, knows about this account or two, finds this as funny as I do. Like I remember sending this to other people and they did not understand why I was obsessed with this. And I'm looking at George Ice Cube and they've only gotten two more followers since I followed. So, you know, not a huge following, definitely the most obscure person I follow on Twitter, and I think about them constantly. That was George Ice Cube, who is on Twitter at GeorgeIceCube1. We're going to take a quick break now, but we'll be back in a minute with more internet weirdness. Today's show is brought to you by Follow Friday on Patreon. When you back us there for as little as a dollar a month, you'll get bonus follow recommendations, as well as your name in the show notes and a shout out on the show and more. And if you like this episode about the weird internet, then you'll really love the Patreon bonus episode with Max Miller from Tasting History. He talks about his new favorite TikTok account. It's super weird. I love it. To hear that and six other exclusive bonus follows, visit patreon.com slash followfriday. You can pledge any amount you want, starting at just $1. That's patreon.com slash followfriday. Friday. Welcome back to Follow Friday. Our next weird internet account was recommended by New York Times columnist Kevin Roos. Ever since we taped this episode, I have thought about this account at least once a week. So, enjoy. I asked you for someone you're jealous of. You said The Horse Mafia, which is a page on Facebook that has more than three and a half million likes. And, and Kevin, I gotta say, this is the weirdest shit anyone has yet recommended on this show. <laughs> so, I am not on Facebook personally, and had never heard of this page until today, so I'm out of the loop. 
why don't you explain it to the best of your ability? <laughs> well, I'll, I think it'll make more sense if I if I start at the beginning of how I encountered the horse mafia. So a couple years ago, I started a um, process where every day I would wake up and I would go and I would check on the most popular posts on Facebook or the posts that were getting the most engagement just to kind of see like, what's the leaderboard like over there? Mm-hmm. And I use this tool called CrowdTangle. It's a Facebook data tool. And it allows you to see like, of the most popular things on Facebook yesterday that got the most engagement, like what are the top 10 or 20 or 30? And over and over again, I kept seeing like it, it was sort of the usual suspects for most of it is, you know, um, Donald Trump and George Takai and, you know, um, Breitbart and, you know, Kim Kardashian. And then there would be this page called the Horse Mafia. <laughs> like, every day, the Horse Mafia was like in the top 20 at least once. Like they, oh they are amazingly dominant um, on, on Facebook. And their Facebook posts are like clearly targeted at a very specific demographic which I would characterize as like Christian moms and so it's like every day they post these like very lo-fi like Microsoft paint style like (laughs) clip art memes that say you know like like today's was good morning sending you smiles and sunshine for your Friday God bless you and it's a picture of a dog in a teacup with a clip art sun shining brightly <laughs> in the background and like sort of scripted I mean it's basically hallmark cards for Facebook and it's so consistent and they're so popular and like every time I'm scrolling through the the crowd tangle list they just make me laugh because it's like this is like the happiest most purest person in the world I have no idea who runs it it could be a Russian operation for all I know (laughs) but it is so pleasant and like unfailingly kind and decent that I've just like thank you horse mafia for existing okay so this really speaks to the side of the internet I hang out on my immediate assumption is this is so bad this must be a parody of boomer Facebook this must be a parody of the sort of wholesome (laughs) memes that people share on Facebook but it sounds like uh, your best guess is that, no, this is sincere. This is earnest. I don't think it's a bit. I think it's just really, <laughs> I think it's earnest. Um, and I love it for that. Like, if it turned out to be a bit, I would be pretty devastated, to be frank. I, yeah. I, want, to, I want to think that there is someone out there who is just sharing, you know, horse mafia memes on Facebook and, and has never encountered all of the bad stuff. Because I'm, I'm sure you've seen there's lots of Facebook groups where people role play as something they're not. Sometimes it's millennials or Gen Z people pretending to be boomers. Uh, my favorite, though, is a group where we all pretend to be ants in an ant colony. There are almost <laughs> two million people and they're only allowed to post about moving bread or serving the queen. We all need this vaccine to come so bad. <laughs> I, I Well said. Yeah. So, OK, I, I guess. You say you're jealous of the horse mafia, like you're you're jealous of just sort of how consistent they are. Or unpack that a little bit more for me. I'm jealous of the of the brain that produces the horse mafia. <laughs> like I would like to switch consciousnesses with the person who runs the horse mafia because nothing bad. They don't. There's never any reference to anything happening in the news. There's never any politics. There's never any like you know fights with other Facebook pages like it is the purest most sort of unambiguously positive place on the internet and I just want to I want to switch lives with that person that's that's what makes me uh, inspired 
all right, well, here's hoping that we can all have pure and unambiguously positive lives in the future. Honestly, I'm, I'm supportive of that, too. And I'm like you. I, I really hope it's not a bit. I just, you know, I, I think that would make me sad as well. <laughs> it's going to end up being like marketing for Axe body spray or something. Exactly. I don't know, something something horrible like that. I, I feel like I've been burned by this sort of thing before, but I will keep my hopes up regardless. <laughs> Thank you, Horse Mafia. We love you. That was The Horse Mafia, which is on Facebook at The Horse Mafia. If you like that one, we have a Kindred Spirit account coming up in next week's episode, so get excited. Our fourth and final follow recommendation for the day is, unlike The Horse Mafia, someone I earnestly think everyone should be following, and boy is it weird. It comes to us from Rocket Jump co-founder Freddie Wong. It's Final Friday. Your first pick is in the category, someone you just started following, and you said the TikTok user, it's 5.57 a.m. This this person is fascinating. Yeah. Have you had a chance to look at this stuff? I have, yeah. For all these, I've, I've looked up some of the videos. Let me just spell the, the name, though, for people who, who uh, just heard it. Yeah, oh, yeah, on TikTok, sorry, yeah. It's ITS, the number is 5.57 a.m. And yeah, so I watched a few of their videos, agree, they're fascinating, and I honestly don't know how to describe them. Do you want to take a stab at that? Yeah, so uh, let me preamble by saying that I believe I'm a huge fan of these new platforms and the art that can happen on them that is endemic and specific to the platforms. I'm not interested in a cooking show on YouTube. I'm interested in what is the cooking show that works on YouTube. And only on YouTube. And only on YouTube, right? And that kind of art, the art that is so married with the function and the form at which it is expressed is, I think, the most incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I gravitate towards the films that can only be films, right? These sort of visceral cinematic experiences that you don't get from reading a book that is incomparable to watching a play. And when it comes to online video and, and these sort of digital forms of art and media, I think that we sleep on these new platforms and we write them off at our own risk because I think there's some genuinely fascinating explorations of, you know, the linear storytelling and filmmaking that, that shows up and, and TikTok especially. And so I think TikTok is, I think, very well known or, you know, originally for dance videos. And then it turned into, you know, uh, these I think TikTok is where we see visual comedy and these sort of almost Edgar Wrightian uh, or even even, you know, silent film, Charlie Chaplin esque kind of setups and punchlines and deliveries and these very consolidated and concise jokes. And I think that the quality and rate of laughter you get browsing through TikTok is greater than any other medium, which is, you know, I think I've had some thoughts on this with regards to how that may have affect how we think about comedy in general because without the trappings of a narrative structure that comedy often I think comedy films often feel like they need to do you get a different kind of thing and I what I what I was considering was like I think sometimes that the humor you get off just a laugh is is identical uh, you know you may get some more depth from that laugh from a story or a narrative behind it but a hearty laugh is still a hearty laugh and not the same way as something like crying at something or some of these other emotions, which I think a short form is not as well suited for, you know, and there's a reason why, you know, when we think about comedy, we think of stand-up comics and the delivery and setup and punchline of the concise sort of set and jokes. But there's another world of TikTok too. And this person, you know, it's, it has really fascinated me because what they're doing, it's a series of videos that is shot, that are shot in their apartment. And, they appear to be floating right. and they appear to and what they're pushing across you know the meta narrative of the comments and the responses to the videos is they have magic powers and they can float <laughs> and 
they're doing these videos where it's like them, you know, just hanging out in their living room and they're and, and the guy's like in a almost like a skydiver pose with his arms and legs off. And now like obviously there's some apparatus, you know, that's in place here. And, you know, it's a feat of physical strength and balance to sort of get the right angle. But they're doing things like, you know, very magician-esque where they're sweeping underneath them to show that there's no wires and they're taking objects and, and passing them underneath their body to show it in a very almost... 19th century stage magician way and it's just these like strange late night videos where it's somebody and you see their feet and it's just somebody floating on the ceiling and they're up there and they're in their bathroom and walking up the mirror just very strange and it's the kind of thing that in that for me when I saw it engendered this very curiosity and what was fascinating about it was again this meta narrative we don't have a conversation in film with the people who make the film it is just the work and our in our experience with it but this but on tiktok and these social media platforms there is a conversation there's an implicit presence of the author so the way that this person is talking to people and people will post a challenge say hey i bet you can't do it like this and they'll respond to it and show it and do it it's fascinating it is equal parts magic trick experimental cinema it's a conversation it's it's all of these things wrapped into one and oh it's just something that really was interesting to me and it really caught my eye and it got me to really thinking about the ways in which people use tiktok that go beyond even youtube that go beyond even instagram video and that go beyond cinema itself yeah well elaborating on your point you're saying earlier is like for the most part if you go to see a movie. I mean, I guess there's still some old theaters that do double features and stuff, but for the most part, a lot of art is kind of enjoyed in its own vacuum, its own space. But on TikTok and other social media, right, you're seeing all this stuff back to back to back, where TikTok, you open it, and it's just one video after the next after the next. And so you might see 10 different, more conventional dancing videos where it's just someone doing a a weird new dance to, to a hit song. And then suddenly you get this guy who's floating in the air, or there's others where it's the editing is really glitchy, where it sort of seems like he's teleporting around the room I, it's, it's it's really hard to explain without seeing it but i do think like the the context of tiktok makes a big difference as to you know why this is so interesting to look at yeah it's all it's all stuff i'm, I'm watching some of these right now that just sort of remind myself that here's one here where he appears to be floating in front of his refrigerator and he's pouring milk on himself to me, it's the same level of interesting of like, you know, sort of Dadaist art or like this or even like this performance, almost Charlie Kaufman-esque kind of like spectacle that in the context of the understand, because again, inherent in TikTok is the understanding that for the most part, these are all videos filmed on someone's phone. Right. And we're all familiar with that tool set and the limitations inherent in a phone. You could write an academic thesis on the aesthetic quality of vertical phone video, it Mm -hmm. in itself implying a degree of veracity for what you're looking at, which nobody, like, right? Like nobody thinks about, like we all know how our phone camera works. And by knowing the limitations of the tools that we know that these people are using, that space creates mystery because you're you're looking at this image and you know how it's captured, but you can't figure out how it exists on your on someone's phone this is what this guy does i think so well yeah it's, it's like a magician would say like look at this an ordinary deck of cards or an ordinary top hat, whatever the this creator it's 5 57 a.m they don't need to show you anything in advance because we already know what our cameras look like how our cameras work so, the, so then that they can just go straight into breaking the rules being weird I, I think i think it's this is such a great recommendation it's it's such it's such an unusual and i think at, to your earlier point 
such a TikTok specific creative exercise that I re- really love this. It's 5.57 a.m. Yeah, just it's late night. Just get into yeah. it. Just get <laughs> it out and follow that thread. I think it's important to do that. That was the TikTok user. It's 5.57 a.m. One more time, please go to lovethepodcast.com slash Friday and leave this podcast a five-star review. Your review will encourage people to start listening, and I would really appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ and this show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at FollowFridayPod. Follow Friday's theme music was written by me and performed by Yona Marie. Our show art was illustrated by Dodie Hermerwan. That's all for this week. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to talk about people behind their backs. And when you do, say something nice. See you next Friday.